0: Hello there ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast it's the football podcast and we're all here and we're all talking football. Talking last week's games, this week's games and any news that might have been going on in the last week in the football world. While I've got your attention right at the beginning here, maybe I can convince you to subscribe to the podcast and be one of our lovely subscribers. We love our subscribers. Anyway, let's get going. Here we go. This is Cookie Cast, the football podcast.
1: Recording in progress.
0: Oh my God. Well, when she's right, she is right. And if uh, you audio listeners, I'm not on my own for once. I'm never on my own. The voices keep me company. Um, it's the foot, the the soon to be named football podcast. I'm putting it out there now. Any day now, somebody's gonna like. I've got a great idea. Um,
1: no, if anything. We've, we've made the rod for our own back and we are now the washing football team of football podcasts and we are just basically going for... In fact, should I announce the press conference now for say next week's time that we'll be, uh, you know, we'll be announcing the new name of the, uh, of the football podcast but the football podcast is up for grabs as the options.
0: So announce it for, I don't know, uh, the 2nd of February... And uh, and we'll announce it to the world what the new name of the football podcast is. Uh, in case you haven't worked out, it's the football podcast, and uh, the glamorous host is going to take you through uh, the intro. Yeah, why not?
1: It's it's not as glamorous as Danhausen, as uh, is I'm pretty sure being sported on Mr. Matthew Moore's chest at the moment currently. But yes, welcome along. It's your it's your weekly fix of nonsense in the world of the round ball. Um, I dare say there might be some flavour of an amber and black nature more so than most tonight. Um, but we'll get to that in a few moments. So why don't we go through last week's games to see who had the biggest brain when it comes to predicting football?
0: I don't know if we should say it like that. Um we can indeed go through last week's games. Um I have them I have them here in front of me. I have also set the book ready for next week's games very much like the week before last. We had three and a bonus. Three numbers in the bonus ball got so, got some money. Um our first of the three games is a little thing i like to call Nottingham Forest versus Derby County. Matt What was the deal with this game? As Forest
2: it kind of provided two delightful bookends to this weekend football. They started the week off uh, against a local Derby the A52 Derby for the Brian Clough Cup. Yes, that is that is a thing. Um, and uh, Forrest came out 2 1 winners, so uh, fingers crossed the uh, the Bryant Clough trophy won't be going down to League One next year, so uh, you kind of thing, or oh, be sold as part of the uh, administration.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, we kept that in Nottingham just in case the old administrators thought, oh, is it? Oh, that's shiny to blog to keep this out of the club afloat. Um but yeah, so I, 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 yeah, the game was on Sky, so uh, I obliged in watching. Um, the first half was, I mean, it, it was probably Derby dominated the first half. So they kind of looked, dare I say, it, quite good um, for us to kind of sat back a little bit. Um, but in the second half, they came back out and kind of, I would say, dominated was, is perhaps a st- strong kind of term, but they seemed to get the upper hand and kind of early on got a goal from Lewis Graven typical kind of fare from him uh, and then added a second one for Brennan Johnson that added some more dollar to his value uh, as we career towards the uh, transfer w- end of the transfer window and just to kind of make sure that just as the tension had been relieved uh, Steve Cook decided to Take down everyone's favourite shit house, Tom Lawrence, who then obliged in tucking the penalty away, and then being the little turd that he is, thought he'd try and get into a fight with our goalkeeper, who looked like he could knock seven bells out of him, and just to kind of put a nice bow at the end of proceedings, Ravel Morrison got himself sent off for a pretty dirty challenge on uh, on Philip Zinchenogle then tried to start a fight oh and then then at the end of the and then at the end of the match even though he should have gone down the tunnel still seemed to be about just to try and kick things off a little bit after the whistle and then apparently both clubs are going to be fetched in front of the FA to say that they can't control their players which you kind of like they're grown men well in the literal sense they're grown men mentally probably not but um, you know but yeah, when, when all the derby players are kicking off and winding the forest players up and then kind of running and hiding it was uh yeah yeah a 2-1 win for forest but quite an eventful match and yeah like i said we get to keep well i don't know if we get or inherit or take over or keep because i really haven't kept up with the comings and goings of the brian clough trophy but it is safely in the hands of nottingham forest right now
1: speaking well speaking of the actual brian Clough trophy i did see that the the forest team were quick on the draw with the social media post of grabs with said trophy just to say that it's it was staying in Nottingham for the uh, for the foreseeable so uh, I'll put your mind at rest Mr Muff
0: Fantastic stuff um so everybody ready with your abacuses here we go um Unfortunately, the Nottingham Forest fan did not fare too well here. Um, put down a 1-1 draw, didn't get either of the Forest goal scorers, but did get the Derby goal scorer. Congratulations, Matt. You did secure yourself a point, even though not a lot there was going in your favour. Next up to bat, Stuart Woodmancy. Nottingham Forest to win. Grabben to score. Two points for you, sir. Thank you. Uh, swiftly followed by myself. Uh, Nottingham Forest to win. Grabben to score. And then there's this. Somebody put 2-1 We grab them to score And Lawrence Well done Paul There's four four points there In the first game of the week Well the week's uh, not it's over a
1: it's, a, it's, a, it's a tremendous honour I, uh, I'd like to thank the academy um, Of Nottingham Forest actually For uh, providing such players uh, and, and yeah
0: The week's not over, is all I'll say. Speaking of, AFC Bournemouth versus, oh, Stew, uh, Short and
3: sweet for me, expecting them to get smashed, and they actually went away to Bournemouth and won 1-0 with a Ryan Longman goal. Um, the best part of this match for me was the press quote from Grant McCann, uh, you know, God rest his soul. Uh, he's not dead, he's just been fired. But um the press the press told the press told McCann that Bournemouth had seventy percent possession during the game, to which the only acceptable response and one that he swiftly delivered was they can keep the ball, we'll have the three points. Very much enjoyed that.
0: Brilliant. Um so, yeah, so that's a one 0 win for Hull. Now then as as you started with there. um most, most of it looks a lot like, um, yeah. Stu, you did have Hull down to get absolutely destroyed in this one, um, and you didn't get the goal scorer, so that's you out of the running. Uh, Paul had a draw and no goal scorer. Matt had a draw of a different variety, but did have the goal scorer down little point there, Matt. Love it. And obviously, I put Hull to win 1-0. So that's two points for me. Moving you swiftly strong, did you? Well, we can talk about the next game, if you like. Because you know what happened <laughs> in the next game. Middlesbrough went up against Blackburn Rovers. Uh, A points-fest, some might say. Might they? No.
1: Certainly. I'll I'll tell you something. (laughs) I'll tell you which team it wasn't a points-fest for, and that was
0: Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough. Go on, then.
1: Uh, Yeah, uh, Blackburn managed to come away with a 1-0 win, um, to which Chris Wilder was um, steadfast in his... uh, Post-match press conference that it was a thoroughly deserved win, and that uh, his team deserved nothing from the game, and that yeah, I dare say there's a few people on there that won't be starting the game on Saturday against Coventry at home. Uh, a couple, a couple that I've got in mind that I wouldn't have anywhere near the first team for another couple of weeks, but we might come to that later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the uh, the winning goal was scored by Sam Gallagher after a. Catastrophic <laughs> air shot from Paddy McNair at the back.
3: Look at that face. me?
0: Wow. Uh, I'm going to make this real quick, real simple for everybody. Um, you three gentlemen all had draws. So I think we know what that does for the points. And I was like, Middlesbrough have got this one in the bag. Two, one. If only somebody had picked Gallagher to score. Isn't that right, Stu? That's it. Yeah, so a little point there for you. So, here's how the week shapes up. Paul has four points. Those four points were all taken out of the first game and you didn't get any more points for the week. All (laughs) right, Mick. Well done. As it puts you, joint first with me. I got two, two to make four. Stu, you've got three points, and Matt, just the two points. But as previously mentioned, a bonus episode. And this is where things get real interesting. Nottingham Forest played again, and they took on Bandsley. Matt, nil-nil draw, did you say?
2: Uh, Not quite But As rumours were going round on Monday Barnsley Is obviously COVID riddled So um, Because After having the match postponed Just after the C-bomb time uh, Christmas Just in case anyone's wondering uh, They apparently applied For uh, Applied for the match to be postponed Again on Tuesday For for us to basically turn around and say uh, Go fuck yourself um, so no, the match went ahead on uh, on the, yesterday evening, uh, and Forrest ran ran out three nil winners. Um, I kind of you know I think like reading what the manager's comments from last night. He was disappointed in the poor performance and said it was a bit of a kind of come down from the weekend. It, you know, it's a bit to, it's to be expected when you get yourself up for a match like the the derby. Uh, the Derby Derby um, just an old just any old game as uh, Joe here wants to call it Um and so yeah um, kind of they did the job basically I think there's like a lot of kind of I think people are getting a little bit too excited by oh you know they can get into the top two and all that kind of thing but it's the kind of game that you get that you do do a job uh, so uh, Keenan Davis got his first goal for the club which was Quite good. It was quite a good finish. He kind of showed the strength and pace that he had, and he got the ball from the defender and tucked it past the uh, past the goalkeeper, Emil Heskey-esque. I would have said it was it was quite a, quite a decent finish. Um, Paul's favourite Forest player, uh, Ryan Yates, got got second one, and just to kind of perhaps add another couple of puns onto uh, onto his uh, price tag. Uh, Brennan Johnson scored the third which I missed Um, and still haven't managed to see since because of course the feed on Sky Sports because it's not the official one doesn't do replays which is infuriating Um, but yeah, a a kind of business-like
1: performance I think is what they call it in the game I think uh, a few more pounds might have even been put onto old Jeds asking Price, because he provided the assist for Brennan Johnson's goal uh, and seemed yeah. to be a lot of the applaud. It's certainly from Johnson in the celebrations. I,
2: uh, yeah, I would, I, would the, I saw the celebrations immediately assumed that he'd scored the goal uh, <laughs> and uh, when I got to the end, when, when, the, when the game finished and I checked the score um, I was like, ah, no he didn't. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I, I, again, I've not managed to catch the, the the, uh, the, the third goal yet uh, but yeah, yeah uh, it, it, I think
1: the way they congratulated him I, I presume it was a very good setup. yeah I'll, I'll, it, it was just a stereotypical Spence carries it drives down cuts it back Johnson just angles it into the far corner pretty good goal considering that Brendan
2: Johnson couldn't hit a barn door for the previous month um, two and two is quite, a, is quite a handy kind of thing at the moment and uh, kind of with rumours rife right that either Brentford and Newcastle and another team possibly in for him um, and there's a big debate in Nottingham or whether to cash in on him now considering he's got his contract in the summer he's got 12 months left if he, once his contract gets to the summer or whether to um, or whether to leave it like let risk it and see if he can get us into the premiership I would go with if someone's offering 25 to 30 million for him, which is the rumour, I would take
1: that now because we've got other players who can play in the same position as him at the moment. That's, that's crazy money you'd be turning down in it. But I suppose the the, the the other side of the coin it is is he young enough for it to if, if he does turn down a contract to go to a tribunal or would he be over 23 by the time his contract runs out? No, he's only 20. But oh, so that'd be bad. Then. So if his contract does run out, he can't move without a fee. Yeah. But I, I think the
2: thing you always risk with that is one, they can move abroad. Oh, yeah. If someone abroad comes in for them. Or true. tribunal, you never get you never get the true value. Yeah. Um, very true. Which is, you know, I mean if someone and I think just if someone's offering 30 million pounds for a player that's barely played 20 games for you, I think sometimes you've got to take that money. Whether you've got the most money in the in the country, or whether you you know whether you've got the chance to get promoted, I don't. Maybe maybe I haven't seen him enough, but for me, I don't think he can contribute that much to make turning that money down. Because you know we talk about it a lot with the championship, with the financial fair play. You've got to balance the books, and Forest spent a lot of money on players recently to suggest that if we didn't, you know, that thirty million could balance the books for a couple of seasons if we don't go up. I think that, that and I think that's the issue for me. It's a it's a big gamble not to take if it is the rumoured twenty five to thirty million, it's a big gamble not to take that money from it.
0: So, as we know at the end of the last round We needed something to break this tie So Paul, you had a 2-0 Forrest win Point for you You also had Johnson to score Two points Stu, you also had 2-0 to Forrest You also had Johnson to score Two points for you Matt, so nearly had it 3-1 3-1 Had Davis To score Two points for you And I had A 2-0 Forrest win Johnson to score Two points for me <laughs> So in a We need to break this tie situation Every single person got two points Meaning for the week Matt's on four Shoes on five and me and Paul tie on six. I've put my hand in the bowl of tiebreaker decisions. I was hoping for like a fight to the death kind of situation, but what came out was nerf war. So uh, I will see you on Saturday, Paul, with all my nerf guns ready, of which I don't have any anymore. So there you go. What next? time at the present to discuss next week games Now then I I failed To double check With anybody here but I could only I personally could only find Three games which I thought was strange um, I believe That Stu might have also Found three games I didn't check if it was the same three So <laughs> we're about to find out If I found the right games for the week First on the docket, Hull City taking on Swansea City, the battle of the two Excellent. cities. Um, Stew, you will go last. Hmm, Matt,
2: I have gone with Hull City one, Swansea one. Okay. And Lewis Potter to score. And Pirro for Swansea. By the look on Stu's face, I've snabbed his whole prediction.
0: (laughs) I've gone with uh, Hull City 1. Swansea City 0. Honeyman to score. Paul.
1: 2-0 please.
0: 2-0 to Hull. Please. Lovely stuff. Scorers? Uh, Longman. Longman. Yep.
1: I can't believe these words are going to fall out of my mouth, but Eaves. <clears throat>
0: wow. Stu, 1 1.
3: Yep. And KLP to score for Hull. And I have Smith to score for Swansea. So Matt was one goal scorer away from taking my whole prediction.
0: Stole it from under you. That's that game done. Moving swiftly on to Middlesbrough versus Coventry City. Paul, you will pick last. Um, I'm going straight in, boys. 2-0 to the Borough. Sporar Crooks. Stu been back to you I've gone
3: I've gone 2-1 Borough and uh, after I think he got a bit of uh, time at the end of the game so I've gone for the new boy oh, that's on loan Matt Balogun hopefully he'll get a bit more time and Spora for Borough and uh, purely for the wrestling link Kane for Coventry Matt
2: I've gone for another one all draw all of his stuff uh, and I've gone crooks to to score for Borough. But you know, he's taking a Lewis Graben kind of memorial trophy thing. And then I dunno why I did this to myself. Giocares? Or something like that.
1: Um for, for Kov.
0: Who? He
1: scored against he, an earlier in the season. It's a guy called Gyokares. There you go. If you look at the book, it will be back in the book from earlier in his season.
3: Basically, what Matt's doing there is playing the odds, because Andy could have written anything down, and when yeah, the I goal scorer comes out, it will be like, that's the guy. Uh,
0: <laughs> uh, I don't uh... know.
2: G-Y-O-K-E-R-S. G-Y-O-K-E-R-S.
0: G-Y-O-K-E-R-S. There we go. Paul.
1: Uh, I think they'll sneak a 1-0 win.
0: With?
1: I like what Stu's putting down, so I've gone for Balogun. To get his
0: first. Lovely stuff. Cardiff City. Take on Nottingham Forest. Matt, you will predict... Last on this one Paul Let's have you first
1: uh, I'll go
0: 1-2 I like it
1: I'll go for James Collins To score for Cardiff mm-hmm. And then Graben Hobbs Zinker Oh you swine
0: Um, I have gone with Paul's prediction, just with one less goal for, for Cardiff City, uh, so so that's my prediction. Stu?
3: I have also got Cardiff 1, Forest 2. Mm.
0: Uh,
3: I've got Harris for Cardiff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm assuming you're already writing and down for one of the goal scorers for and because the game is played before the end of the month, before the transfer window closes, he's obviously going to score his third goal in as, in as many weeks as Johnson just to uh, bump up that last-minute valuation. Go on, Matt. Um, I've
2: gone 2-1 Forrest as well. Mm. Um, and I've gone Kiefer Moore. Yeah. Uh, just goes uh, score for for Cardiff and now oh man I've gone grabbing in Zinchenko for the goal scorers as well yeah, which I feel
3: right. like is already insane <laughs> so tune in next week for that tie break situation that Andy yeah. was just talking <laughs> if, if Paul survives the nerf war that is obviously
1: I get a feeling that Kiefer Moore is injured because <sighs> he won in the squad for the last game Just saying. There you go. There's a
2: tiebreaker of me being shit anyway. So, um, I'll I'll have a look, and then if we come back to me at the end, you can everyone can sit on the edge of their seats, and I can tell you the Cardiff goal score is going to be as for the last bit of the podcast.
0: (laughs) Well, before we get to the last bit of the podcast, we will take a small intermission. Time to get some popcorn ready for this week in football coming down the pipe. And uh, Matt's correct prediction—it's going to be correct, right? So you in one minute.
1: Recording in progress.
0: Well, there we go. She uh, she tells us how it is, and we uh, we just deal with it. We move on. So games are predicted. Can only leave. What
1: well, are they? Does Matt want to make his, uh, his alteration to his pick? I am. I'm going to go with McGuinness for Cardiff.
2: Because it looks like Kiefer Moore was left out of the squad. Because he's about to be sold to Bournemouth for £10 million.
0: Right, there we go. That is that done and dusted. So, news. Any news? Nothing?
1: Nothing much from me, but I will turn over to our whole correspondent for uh, some more news on the takeover that took place
3: before last week's recording. And uh, as
1: he's already mentioned, a small
3: change that's been made. I, I mean, Grant McCann was possibly the shortest manager we've had, so a small change may be appropriate. But um, yeah, Grant McCann... Has been relieved of his duties, shall we say? Um, It it might feel like strange timing for some coming off the back of wins against second and third in the league, Uh, but let's call a spade a spade. They're still nineteenth. They've not had the best of seasons. I know that it's the first season back in the Championship and all the rest of it, but they they have spent the majority of the season in sort of the bottom, sort of five or five positions or so so it's it, it, in that respect it wasn't a massive surprise the new guy um you know the new owner comes in he'd never been shy either in the whole process about saying how much he wants his own team in place so that was it the strange thing much like the takeover announcement was that it was announced in turkey two days before it actually happened in in like you know confirmed for real which was bizarre um but that seems to be the way things are going. So, you know, I've, I've now uh, had to start taking Turkish lessons and uh, using the translate button on Twitter quite a lot just to see what is actually going on with my football club. Um, but, yeah, we, t- we talked last week as well about they'd put in um, a bid for a, a guy called Alexander Pesic, 29-year-old striker from a Turkish side. Um that guy has now put out on his own Instagram that he's not joining City, so that looks to have fallen through. Uh, but speaking of the transfers, um, Hull were one of the teams that took out a loan during the pandemic, which meant that they couldn't do any transfer business until that was paid back. Uh, to his credit, the new guys come in, whack the checkbook straight out and paid that loan right off. So as of recording, Hull actually are free to make Actual transfers rather than just approach People and say we'll sort it out when this is Sorted out Q um, an absolute Day of madness Where we appear to have Been, li- have been linked with Every possible Like Ooh, that, that guy might have a bit of Turkish In him, Ooh, that guy might have thought about Going to Turkey on holiday this one time um, <laughs> That guy had Turkey For his Christmas dinner, let's sign in um, So that seems to be the way that today has gone. Um, however, uh, one signing has been made official, as far as I'm aware, which is uh, Regan Slater. Um, he played on loan um, for City, anyway, um, last season, but they've, they've got him from Sheffield United for the, in what is, in football in terms, the tiny sum of £50,000, which is a bit of... Ah bit of a frugal on that because he's, he's done alright he's still developing and for that I mean you take, you take a gamble anyway on that I think but, um, but yeah we'll see how, see how that turns out um, there was one other player which is looking a bit more um, like the signing is going to be um, done rather than sort of announced on Instagram uh, it's a, a striker from Fenerbahce uh, it's, Syed Manesh for approximately 4.5 million euros is what um, I'm hearing but we shall see if that gets announced officially um, it's also thought as well podcast favourite Keen Lewis Potter maybe bought by Spurs and then loaned back to the club so it's kind of I mean if you like <laughs> I don't like. I'm not. I'm not sure about that myself because I I know that we've had Jared Bowen go on to making him for himself in the Premier League, but um, he and Lewis Potter feels an absolute world away from that level at this point in time. I know he's decent. I know he's scored a few goals, but but it's a it's it's a bit early for that. Um, As
1: well, obviously, granted, I don't watch Hull every week and stuff like that, so I don't know his actual position. But is he not a striker?
3: Yeah, but he, he sort of plays, he, He's better when he plays further up But they do tend to deploy him out wide as well So Cause it, all, all I'm thinking is
1: that The last couple of strikers Or forward players that Spurs have bought Haven't exactly set the world on fire Because of a certain number 10 That seems to be Taking most of the uh, Game playing time
3: There mm-hmm. I mean, it, 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 That's why it's a strange one for me Because like if they're going to him to loan him straight back I don't really get the point because even in like by the end of the season I mean Harry Kane might go but surely there's more players like seniority wise that'll take, take that position Is ultimately if he signs that deal it's one of them where he's gone to go and sit on a bench or he'll just get loaned out again yeah so bit of an odd it's one perpetual loan perpetual str- uh, loan mm-hmm. yeah Um. We've also been linked with Jordan Hughill. Thinks at West Brom. Oh
1: so basically, what you're saying is, he needs to go to your guys, then He needs to go and have a little spell at Forest. And it's another one who's ticked all the boxes. He's played for every
3: club, so we can just tick him off. So I think he was the guy that had uh, announced that he had turkey for his Christmas dinner, which was he's on that list. But um, but yeah, so there's a, there's, there's a few a few irons in the fire. There's a few old debts been settled, but. On the back of the takeover Busy, busy week Especially because the new manager Hasn't been announced yet either um, The rumours circulating That will be a Georgian gentleman By the name of Shota Arvalazzi. Um But we, we shall we shall see We shall see if that comes to fruition this week yeah, I think that was the name That I'd thrown
1: out last week That I'd seen mm-hmm. So, But yeah, I think he was um, More
3: known as a player When he was playing up in Scotland For Rangers mm-hmm. So Obviously, I say we'll find out this week. If you uh, tune yourself into Turkish Twitter, you might find out before. So, <laughs> yeah, and that was two days ago, wasn't it? <laughs> but that is that is the news in brief from Hull, if you like. And it, <laughs> even though there's quite a lot of it, so.
0: Any other news? I
2: mean, like, first, first uh, we've sold well. The well, two pretty much gone. I think. Zandi Silver that we signed from West Ham in the summer, on the on a free has now gone to Greece. Um, a, a brief stop on Trent side, and someone who's been there a little bit longer, but never really kind of managed to get himself kind of properly in the team. Lyle Taylor has gone on loan to Western uh, to Birmingham for the rest of the season, and I have not seen that. No, that's, that's like literally. It's been rumored for a few days. That's why I wasn't in the squad last night. Um, but apparently he's desperate for playing time he's kind of the other side of 30 the wrong side of 30 as they call it um, and he's not getting much time at Forest, uh, obviously they've bought players in to go ahead of him um, Yeah, I, he just, I don't know I would put him in the bracket of just, he's like the Mitrovic of League One and the Championship he's probably good for the Championship uh, good for League One not quite good enough for the championship, and he didn't really get a run at Forest. Um, and the last, the last rumor is always, always a fun one. Um, our record signing has always kind of flattered to deceive. He's uh, called um and he's been out on loan, and you know he's looked really good in spots. Uh, he is being sold to Olympiacos, who, strangely enough, are also owned by our chairman. So it'll be very interesting to see how much Olympiacos pay, pay us for pay us for our record signing that we spent 13 million on a few years ago. I um, wonder if it would close to 13 million. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: know, yeah. I mean, balance the books a little bit. It's the uh, it's the Watford Granada Udinese situation all over again, isn't it? Basically? Creative accounting.
2: Yes.
1: It's, it's never, like, I mean, let's be honest, creative accounting has never caused a problem in the championship for a team before, so it's absolutely fine. Well, if you can sell your own stadium to a, a business, <laughs> thing, then surely you can sell one of your own players to one of your other teams. It, exactly. All, all you need is your equivalent Uncle Mel just to come in, say, ooh, that player hasn't been playing for you for six months. I'll give you $60 million. <laughs> Uncle Marcos says.
0: <laughs> Anything else, news-wise?
1: Nothing. Nothing nice. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Obviously, the African Cup of Nations is ongoing at the moment, and uh, unfortunately, in the game the other day between um, was it Cameroon and Cape Verde maybe?
0: No
1: Cameroon and Comoros Uh, there was a crush at the stadium ahead of the game and unfortunately eight people lost their lives Um, not entirely sure what happened Um, but Apparently, the stadium was only supposed to hold 80% of the supporters. Um, it was a 60,000 seat stadium, so it was only supposed to be operating at 80% capacity. Um, but apparently, 50,000 fans tried to get to the game. Um, yeah, and it's ended with the loss of some lives and so that, which is obviously very sad.
3: Sky Sports News. Um covered it pretty quickly after it had been announced and then um, immediately showed the goals so you know i thought <laughs> what a classy way to deal with it well done sky sports that, that tournament as a whole has been nuts so far though because it has either been red card red card red card or 40 yard screamer
1: <laughs> yeah well i think it was it um it was it. It was Equatorial Guinea. one of the teams had to. Uh, their, I don't know if their keeper had been sent off. Or was suspended. No, so they, there was, had to... they
3: had a COVID problem in the squad. They had no ah, right. the goalkeeper because so... they'd all been training together and then had to isolate.
1: So this this was the thing. This this can this can go in as our sort of weird and wonderful piece for the week. Um, the kid who was playing goal was it Equatorial Guinea? I'm not. I'm not sure. It was last night. Was it last night? Was it night Quite possibly, but wherever the t- whoever the team was that was playing, the guy who was playing goal had to use another person in the squad's kit. But a, that was the number sixteen, I believe. They'd got tape and taped a number three over the squad number sixteen on the front and on the back, so that it was clear that he wasn't that person
3: in the event he obviously got a, rel- a, a yellow or a red card. It was actually in in that Comoros game. It was a Comoros player. So it's uh, this is taken from the mirror. And it says, uh, Comoros left-back Chaka Alhada had been forced to play in goal for his country's African Cup of Nations last 16 fixture against tournament host Cameroon. Uh, Comoros are in the midst of an injury crisis mixed with a rise in COVID-19 cases that has drastically scuppered their already slim chances of progression. I mean, everybody knows if you've got loads of injuries, then uh, you you just put in a request to... uh, Cancel the game, right? On uh, COVID terms, sort that's, that's of. Oh
1: yeah. Oh, did, you
3: see, did you see
2: the Did you see the picture of him coming out to close down a shop? Obviously, forgot that he was a goalkeeper. Covered his balls to uh, to so he didn't get. I don't know how, yeah. did, did, either covered his balls or put his hands behind his back so he didn't get done for handball.
3: Yeah. There was it was, was another moment. Another moment where a long ball was played just into the edge of the eighteen yard box and forgetting that he could actually just reach up and catch the ball. Defending defending header clearance like for miles. Could have kept it, played it safe, no no, straight back to the opposition with his header. Was funny. Like to be to his credit, he didn't do that bad when he was actually there was a couple of scrambles I saw and he was uh, he was very agile getting himself around that goal frame.
1: I must admit, I'm pretty sure I saw him make what could be de- what could be classed very loosely as a double save at one point, which I thought was quite impressive. But on the COVID-related uh, scheme, it has just come out within the last couple of hours that the Premier League have agreed to change coronavirus performance guidance after 22 matches have been called off so far this season. So the new guidelines are that four positive COVID tests are needed as the Premier League agrees new postponement guidance. This is from Sky Sports. Premier League clubs have agreed on new postponement guidance that says teams will have to show four positive COVID-19 cases in order to apply to have a match called off. The guidance change comes after a series of controversial decisions to call off matches, with clubs using a combination of coronavirus injuries, suspensions and players on international duty to postpone games. So, at least that'll stop teams trying to get games called off where they're basically just saying, Oh shit, we don't have our best striker. Can we see if we can get this one called off, please? So is it oh kind of going
2: off kind of well not slightly going off topic, but is, is it the winter the winter break uh
1: for the Premiership this week? Yeah, so there's no Premier League games this weekend. And then obviously next week we get into the thrills and spills of the FA Cup. Fourth
0: round. I was going to bring that up because I looked ahead when I was looking for games, and I was like, "Oh, there's a lot of mention of FA Cup here." Um, I wasn't sure if we maybe didn't have a full complement of games next week. I found two. Uh,
1: The there we will. I don't. I don't know if it depends who Hull's championship. Upon would have been for that scheduled week because they're still in the cup.
3: They're no.
1: Against Preston.
3: Yeah, yeah, I don't know if I don't know if Preston got through or not. Um, I mean, no, no, I it,
2: it, you're you're playing. You're on.
3: Good. There
2: you go. Preview little preview there. Ah.
0: anything else from a news or indeed in any other business kind of perspective?
2: Uh, well, I mean, shock horror. Watford sacked a manager. Uh, kind of, yeah, just as kind of like, you know, I mean, this could you could probably replay this in three months and you could just cut that. Doc <laughs> Horror, Watford have sacked a manager, and once again they've they paid they've paid heavily into someone's retirement you know uh, retirement fund. Claudio's got his, and uh, Roy's gonna pad his out for three months and, and smell you later, everybody, and then uh, we'll move on to the next day. Uh, Next one so Well done Claudio and uh, good luck Roy Um, Enjoy it while
0: it lasts (laughs) Anything else (coughs) Any more for any more There we go then Lots of shaking heads And uh, a nice Tight bow put on uh, on the Podcast for the week Join us next week as we review the games that we've talked about here and preview the next set of upcoming games. News from around the football world and anything else. Till then, bye from these guys. It's also bye from me. We will catch you next time. Tati, bye. Bye. So there you go, what do you think to that? Another week gone, another week of games gone, another week of games to look forward to. So, you know, not not all bad. Big thank you to everyone for listening and or watching, but wherever you're getting your podcasts, please do consider subscribing, because it's an awesome thing to do. Also, you can check out our website, cookiecast.com. We've got social media links and email links for you to be able to get in touch with us let us know how it's going for you that's it for this one Till next time i'm going to say bye and i'll see you then